U.S. Treasury yields hit another 16-year high last week. It sent shockwaves to global markets. Now, the big question remains, why is a surge in U.S. government bonds so worrisome? And what does it mean to the Korean economy? For a closer look on today's topic, we're now joined by Professor Yang Jin-sok at the Catholic University of Korea. Good morning, Professor Yang. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Uh, U.S. 10-year yield falls slightly after last week's steep climb, but despite the small recovery in bond markets, analysts seem to agree and warn that sharp moves in recent days are likely to inflict damage on parts of the financial system. First and foremost, what exactly are U.S. Treasury yields and why are they so important? Okay, well, U.S. Treasury yields are basically the uh, easiest way to think of it is profitability of existing treasury bonds or uh, T-bonds as they call them. And the reason that they're important is that it's the uh, basis for U.S. market interest rates and uh, global market interest rates. Now, uh, when U.S. has a government deficit like any other government and businesses, it issues bonds to finance or borrow the money for those shortfall and bonds issued by the U.S. promise to pay back the principal and pay interest every six months at a certain percentage, which is called a coupon. Mm. It's not uh, necessarily called interest, but uh, they call it a coupon for bonds. Some people uh, hold these bonds until maturity, but most bond investors buy and sell these bonds in the bond market. And depending on the uh, demand and supply, the uh, price of these bonds change. uh, And... uh, when the uh, price of these bonds change, well, uh, that what the amount that they get maturity, the uh, principal plus whatever uh, interest that they get over the lifetime of the bond, they're decided. Uh, they're uh, on the uh, face of the uh, bonds which are issued. So the amount you get in the future is fixed, but the amount that you uh, can sell them for or buy them for at current uh, market. Well, that depends on the uh, demand and supply. Mm. Uh, So current price change uh, and the difference between the two is the profitability of the uh, bond. And that is basically what you call a yield. Mm. Now, if the yield is high, but market interest rates are low, uh, people will flock to bonds and vice versa if the uh, yield is low, but market interest rate is high. So market interest rates are expected to follow the yields. Uh, now, U.S. Treasury issues a bond, uh, which is uh, bonds with maturities of 20 and 30 years. Treasury uh, also sells what they call notes. Uh, those are with maturities between 2 to 10 years. And uh, Treasury also sells bills, which have maturities of 1, 2, 3, 6, and 12 months. So there's a whole range of a bond that the Treasury sells, uh, but 10-year uh, Treasury bonds are usually looked out on as a standard for longer interest rates. Uh, now, uh, short-term yields for uh, Treasury notes is the basis for uh, what we call U.S. Uh, monetary policy interest rates. So when we hear that the Fed has raised or lowered their uh, policy interest rates, what they're trying to do is control the yields of the short-term interest rates. Uh, but right now, uh, what we are concerned about is that the 10-year uh, Treasury uh, bond, the uh, yield on those have gone up to a level that's unseen in 16 years. Mm-hmm. Now, the uh, longer Treasury bonds, uh, 
they reflect what the investors think is going to happen over the next 10 years. So it not only depends on what the maturity is at the end, uh, but it also uh, figures what what may happen during the next 10 years, including how the Fed may change the short-term interest rates during that time. Well, uh, when the uh, yields are rising this quickly, that means the uh, price of bonds have fallen. Remember, the yield is the profitability. So the amount you get at the end is decided. But if the profitability goes up, that means the current price is falling. Uh, so the reason that the current price is falling is that uh, people do not want these bonds as much. And uh, that uh, gives us certain ideas about what the future will be and what the future interest rates are likely to be. Hmm. It's not the first time that the U.S. Treasury yields were to a 16-year high. Uh, what is behind the continuing upward trend then of U.S. Treasury yields, Dr. Young? Okay, well, uh, as I said, currently the uh, price of bonds are falling. That's why the yields are going up. Mm. Uh, and why price, the reason that the price is falling is that people don't want these bonds as much. Uh, so the uh, most obvious interpretation is that the Fed is expected to maintain higher interest rates than pre- previously expected. Remember, these are the uh, bonds which are already issued, so the amount you get at the end, including the interest, uh, has been written on those bonds, uh, but they're becoming less popular perhaps because, well, the newer bonds or the future bonds may have higher interest rates than expected. And that's, uh, that, uh, at least at the first glance, uh, gives some indication uh, that the, uh, they expect the uh, higher interest rates uh, to remain longer in the future. Uh, so uh, why... Uh, do, why are these investors thinking that the uh, future uh, interest rates will be continue to be high? Mm. Well, they because the future inflation uh, is expected to be higher. Mm. Um, if the inflation is falling, then uh, perhaps the Fed will reduce the interest rates in the future, or the uh, market interest rates may fall in the future, but uh, they do, uh, no longer expect that. So. Uh, how did the uh, expectation on future inflation change? Well, it's likely coming from two sources. The uh, mar- First, the uh, market analysts have consistently expected interest rates to fall earlier, uh, while the Fed has consistently maintained from the summer of 2022 that the interest rates will rise higher and remain high for longer. Uh, but market did not basically believe the statement by the Fed, uh, but now they're beginning to... Uh, uh, believe what the Fed has said. So the uh, market is playing catch-up. Uh, some analysts have speculated that the Fed will stop raising the rates and consider lowering the rates once the inflation fell to in the 3% range because going from 3 to two, uh, 3% range to the uh, uh, what the Fed considers the ideal level of 2% can involve a lot of pain. It's relatively easy to reduce a higher inflation to a less high inflation but getting from that 3 to 2% is uh, going to be very difficult. So a lot of analysts expected the Fed to stop increasing the rates when the, uh, interest rate, uh, when the inflation rate got into the 3% range, mm-hmm. uh, which the uh, U.S. has now gotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Fed is still maintaining that they will continue to have 
uh, higher interest rates and perhaps even raise the interest rates until they get to that 2%. So the market is adjusting to that. And then the second reason is that U.S. inflation has remained higher and it's more stubborn than the market has previously expected. Uh, so as the uh, U.S. inflation did fall to 3% level, uh, we now uh, still was, the U.S. still has a very strong labor market. Um, it still has a very strong wage growth, uh, and now we're seeing the oil prices rising again. Uh, so uh, the inflation may not go back to 2% as early as some of these analysts have been uh, saying. Now, there is a hidden good news here. This means that the U.S. economy will be running stronger than expected and may achieve a so-called soft landing uh, where they have low inflation without uh, getting into a recession. Uh, but while that's a, uh, good news for the real economy, it may not be as good for the uh, financial side of the economy because that does mean that the Fed will, uh, maintain the interest rate at a higher level. Mm -hmm. And then two other factors which may be, uh, playing here. Uh, the first is the recent cut in uh, credit ratings for the U.S. bonds by a ratings agency, Fitch, um, because the uh, bonds are not as safe as previously thought, uh, the demand and supply of the bonds will reflect that change in uh, credit rating. Another minor reason is that the Fed and China are currently selling bonds. Uh, they have bought a lot of bonds to uh, maintain low interest rates during the pandemic for the Fed. Uh, and China has uh, gathered a lot of U.S. Treasury bonds uh, to maintain their foreign uh, reserves. Uh, both sides are selling those bonds right now, uh, and that may be bringing down the uh, price of the bonds and raising the yields as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but both the Fed and China do not want to sell too many bonds too quickly because, well, they're selling the bonds and they want to get uh, at least some a uh, lot of money for it. And if the, uh, they sell so much that the prices fall, that would be working against what yeah. they want, their purposes. Uh, Dr. Young, the U.S. jobs data also came out last Friday, and it showed continued resiliency in September, despite expectations that as a country added 336,000 jobs, a sign that U.S. economic growth remains vigorous. Why is the U.S. seeing such a strong job market and solid growth, despite persisting global uncertainties and hawkish tightening? Yeah, that's a big mystery. <laughs> uh, we don't really understand completely what's happening, but let me give you some uh, at least possible potential mm -hmm. reasons. Uh, there are probably multiple reasons, and all these uh, reasons are probably playing a role. Uh, but first, the U.S. economy was running hot even before the pandemic, going back to 2019. Uh, if you remember back to 2019, the global economy was not doing well, uh, but U.S. economy mysteriously was the only uh, country in the world which was doing uh, very well, including their labor market. Uh, so they, uh, whatever they had back then, they still have it right now. Mm. Uh, and then secondly, uh, the, a lot of uh, baby boomers chose early retirement during the pandemic. Uh, so they had a uh, reduction in people who want to work, especially older, uh, more skilled workers. Uh, and the uh, many employers right now have 
perhaps decided to overhire workers in a fear that they may not be able to get good workers back if the uh, em- employers let them go. So uh, some people uh, say that that's the reason why uh, these firms are still hiring when the wages are going up uh, and uh, when uh, their businesses perhaps are not doing as well as expected. Uh, but still, uh, the uh, lack of uh, potential workers may be playing a situ- uh, may be playing a role here, uh, but there are some latest reports to think that some of these early retirees, baby boomers, are coming back. Uh, so uh, we need to see what's going on in uh, that direction. And then third, uh, you had a massive uh, government assistance. You had a massive uh, uh, welfare payment during the uh, pandemic. Uh, during the pandemic, the amount of money that was given out by the uh, U.S. government to uh, American citizens uh, reached about 26% of the GDP. And then after the pandemic, they still had large government spending, partially due to uh, to get, uh, get over the after effects of the pandemic, also to set up uh, the infrastructure uh, investment. Uh, so there is a lot of money that's gone out to uh, American people. Uh, their savings rate had shot up during the pandemic because even though they received a lot of money, there wasn't a lot of places that you could spend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could uh, you could not go to restaurants. You could not go to a tour uh, to a tours. Uh, so uh, whatever money that they had, they either bought goods. Uh, which contributed to inflation, or they saved, and their savings had piled up during the pandemic, and that afforded uh, the uh, these people to perhaps shop around for better jobs mm-hmm. that they can get. Uh, and if they couldn't find jobs, well, they could just live off their savings. Mm-hmm. There have been previous reports that perhaps savings were running out uh, in the United States, uh, but uh, later reports, the uh, most recent reports, uh, say that perhaps some savings have been left over. Uh, so that could also account for why uh, there's a lot more jobs opening than uh, the uh, people who are searching for jobs. And then finally, a minor but a significant reason uh, is that the U.S. government had consistently overestimated the jobs created, at least on their first estimate that they publish. Uh, now, uh, whenever they have revisions, a lot of these numbers have been revised downwards, uh, but at least for now, these are the best numbers that we can use. And the uh, last uh, job report did show that the, uh, there were 330,000 uh, 330, jobs created, which is a lot more than what economists had expected. And Dr. Young, finally, what does a soaring U.S. Treasury yields imply for the Korean and the global economy, and what can we forecast going forward? Okay, well, as uh, I said before, the, uh, people are expecting interest rates to remain higher for longer, uh, and yields may go up even more. Uh, most of the analysts are now expecting that yields will hit uh, three, uh, more than 5% uh uh, that uh, sooner or later, but it's not clear how long it will remain at that high level. Uh, but uh, then even if the uh, yields fall back down, perhaps interest rates will not go back down to where it was uh, during the pandemic, uh, during the time when the interest rates started rising in the first place. Um, the uh, Fed's uh, dot chart, which shows what the uh, 
Fed members think the interest rate is going to be, well, their long-term uh, estimate is 2.5%, uh, and that's higher than where it was before the pandemic. Uh, it's almost going back to the levels we saw before the global financial crisis of 2008. What we need to perhaps uh, remind ourselves is that after 2008 global financial crisis, the interest rates were kept lower uh, than where it was before the pa- uh, before the global crisis, and then it fell even more during the pandemic. Hmm. So even though it's been about 15 years, if you compare it on a very long run, about last 50 years, uh, since 2008 we've been on a unusually low uh, levels of interest rates. Uh, and we may not go back to that level. We will definitely not go back to the levels that we've seen during the pandemic of uh, interest rates in the 0% range or even perhaps 1% range. Uh, so if the interest rates fall, it will fall to perhaps about 2.5% in the long run. Right now, the U.S. interest rate is about 5.5%. That means U.S. will reduce interest rates by about three, point, uh, three percentage points over the long run. But Korean. Uh, interest rate is only 3.5%. And we believe that in the long run, uh, Korea does need to have its interest rates higher than the U.S. or at least on the same level. Mm -hmm. So while the U.S. can reduce their interest rates by two percentage points, Korea can only reduce it by perhaps about one percentage point in the long run. So we will not have a lot of room for monetary policies in the future. Uh, So that means that other policies like fiscal policies Mm. or structural reforms will have to play a lot higher, a lot more part in trying to uh, jumpstart the Korean economy. Thank you very much, Dr. Young, for your insights. We'll speak to you again next week. Thank you. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.